0: Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, wherever you are. I'm Ben Choder, and this month we are bringing you a very special four episode drop of my podcast, Insights with Ben Choder. Over the past several weeks, we've been talking about the importance of caring for our mental health and supporting mental health and those around us. Instead of interviewing an author this month, I actually sat down with leaders from four different organizations, all dedicated to raising awareness and providing services to those who are struggling. And these four incredible groups groups include Crisis Text Line, HAPI, H-A-P-I, a a self-care app, Partnership to End Addiction, and Bring Change to Mind. I think you'll get something out of each and every one of these conversations. I know that I did. Please take a moment to listen to all four episodes. They are all being released today. Please take advantage of the services, services these organizations provide if you think they could help you. And if you're able to, please follow, donate, volunteer with or promote any of these nonprofits. I know they could really benefit from it. So now, without any further ado, my first conversation with Crisis Text Line. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are, and welcome to Insights. You know, I'm here today kicking off Mental Health Moment series, you know, instead of doing our normal Insights, where I typically interview authors to discuss their books. But with Mental Health Month, I thought there would be nothing better than to bring different people to help us understand, talk about what's out there. And my hope is that we can open up the conversation and shine light on some of the resources that exist to support better mental health for you and your loved ones. So today I am joined by three fantastic people, Jaina French, Courtney Hunter, and Becca Ross, um, from the Crisis Text Line. Ladies, welcome to the show. I am so excited to talk about this, to bring this, to our 1500 employees around the world and, you know, our 10,000 plus customers and anyone else who's going to log on and listen. Can one of you first just tell everyone what is the mission of the Crisis Text Line?
1: Yeah, well, thank you so much for having us today. My name is Courtney Hunter. I'm the Vice President of Public Policy and Advocacy with Crisis Text Line. And we are a 24-7 crisis intervention and mental health support service via text. Um, We see approximately 4,000 conversations a day. Um, So we um, see anywhere from a 13-year-old whose their crisis is their homework or they got a bad grade on a test in school to active um, suicide ideation. So it really runs the the gamut on our um, on our platform and um, our typical. Um, our typical issues are around depression, anxiety, stress, um, and you know a lot of what people are feeling today with COVID and all of the stressors um, wherever we are in COVID, all of the stressors um, of, uh, of life today in 2022. And um, we do have a mental health crisis on our hands. Um, suicide numbers and also overdose rates are um, higher than they've ever been. Um, and we know that that also over indexes for um, marginalized communities and our BIPOC um, communities. So um, we are really a resource and want people to know that they can text 741 741 24 um, 7 to be connected to a crisis counselor for help and support um, and also intervention if they need it.
0: So, can I can I ask you two questions that sort of tie into it? First is, depending on what I text in, does it go to different people? Is it funneled? Like, how does it work? If I text in that, Hey, I'm really depressed because I can't get my homework done as opposed to, I am really depressed and I don't know what I'm going to do.
1: Yeah. It's a great question. So we actually have a, um, uh, triage algorithm so based on what you text in we can tell if you are at um, more imminent risk um, and more suicidal for example if you text in um the word tylenol um we know that you're talking about uh lethal potentially lethal means and so we would bump you up in the queue um it's not chronological so um most uh crisis lines like depending on what you text, they will say how. Um, they will ask you for a timeframe, um, and then based on that timeframe and how you, if you were feeling suicidal in the last day or last month, they will put you in the queue based on on that. Um, instead of what what we know to be more accurate based on our data at crisis text line um, is really what people are talking about and having that be the indicator um, of where they get placed in, in the queue. So um, our goal is to connect um, with um, a texter with a crisis counselor in uh, under five minutes. And we do that the majority of the time. Um, the priority conversation, so those that are at most imminent risk, Um, the top of the queue are being connected to a counselor in under a minute. How do you find your counselors? We have 48,000 volunteer crisis counselors. Can you say that
0: again? You have 48,000 volunteers?
1: Yes, we do. Um, Not all of them are active every day, certainly. Those are just the individuals that have been trained. Um, But we have a lot of um, passionate, wonderful volunteers who have gone through our, our training and um volunteer you know on average two hours a day um right. but you know not all of them are are currently active we also have um mental health professionals um and that's the team that that becca leads um where our supervisors are really overseeing those conversations so if there's the if volunteer um you know needs more in-depth expertise right. or help with a certain conversation um they're being supervised and there's sort of right. two two set of eyes on every conversation.
0: So Becca, can you tell me a little bit more about the professionals?
1: Yes, absolutely. Hi everyone. I'm Becca
2: Ross. I'm a licensed clinical social worker, and I'm the chief program officer at Crisis Text Line. And so the the team of mental health professionals uh, really are there for uh, support of the volunteers to ensure that any sort any support that's needed on complex conversations or um, maybe higher need texters get that support. For example, um, if somebody's at risk uh, imminent risk for suicide the our professional mental health um, staff help and kind of join in on that Uh, and i would just add as well that the sort of what makes our service unique in terms of service delivery is that we really don't we we're here for anybody's crisis and so we don't define crisis it's up to the person and, and our training and framework really supports being for individuals in their moment of crisis, no matter what it is. And so um, our our framework can really be applied to uh, any any situation with the goal being to help somebody feel less alone. And then, of course, we have resources that are vetted for individuals who would benefit from more long term service or more specialized service. And so um, we, we can also offer uh, referrals in that way as well.
0: I, I love that you said that there's no crisis too big or too small, because every crisis, I guess, for the person going through it is it's a crisis. Right. So it there's you can't actually rank it. And I also find it interesting the loneliness thing. And it's going to tie into my next question. But, you know, we can't totally say we're out of the pandemic. So my question is going to be over the last two years, how have you seen the incoming change? And then topping on to it? Is there a lot more just people being lonely that are reaching out, which is which is a crisis of its own, since the pandemic?
1: Wants to take
2: that Gina one. Courtney, do you want to take? I, I feel like we're um, we're just about to release a pretty juicy report on some of these findings too. But Courtney and
1: Jana might have a. Jana, you go good. ahead if it's okay, since um, you haven't gotten in yet. Yeah.
3: Sure. Yeah. So um, my name is Jana French. I use she they pronouns, and I oversee our nonprofit, local, and state and education system partnerships at crisis text line um what those typically look like is sometimes you might see like textonomyism for 741, 741. that's our relationship with the national uh, alliance on mental illness um when it comes to what kind of issues we see a lot of the people text into us about depression anxiety and isolation and loneliness has definitely increased um you know i think that that's something that we see a lot in our younger texters who've really had to miss a, a good portion of yeah. their college years, their high school years, having to stay home. Um, so it's definitely an issue that we're seeing. You know, Other things that we're seeing related to the pandemic is, is we have conversations about COVID. We have conversations about grief. Um, all of these things that kind of come up at eating disorders also came up a lot more during the pandemic, um, especially at the beginning than, than otherwise because of people, you know, being at home and really realizing, um, and not having friends to come and check on them as well.
0: Right. Uh, Does anyone else want to add anything or should I jump to a little follow up to it? Um, so if no one's gonna jump in, so here's another thing and it might just be me is I'm finding that a lot of people during COVID or the first two years, it was they were depressed, they reached out. But I think a lot of people thought, you know what, once I get through to this, it's all gonna get better. And now as we slowly get out of COVID and we're going back to restaurants and going out and traveling again, they're still depressed and there's still crises going on, which I actually think almost makes it worse because you can't blame it on COVID anymore. Are you seeing that as well? I love that all, everyone wants to jump in. That's the best part of this. That's what's great about doing this live. I, I, I don't know if I hit a good chord or I don't know. So,
1: I was just gonna say you are not alone. Um, that is, you know, very prevalent, I think for for many people right now is also, um, you know, we had a major adjustment with COVID in, in our lives, and now we're going back to school back to the office and that can also cause a lot of anxiety. Um, and. Uh, and also not knowing when when it will be over. Right. And just having to live with this every day. It's it's a major transition. And, you know, as Becca and, and Jaina talked about as well, it's it's the grief. Um, you know, there we've lost, um, you know, almost a million people. Um, through, throughout COVID. And so, um, you know, we we also have to take a second to have like grace and patience and compassion with each other because we've all been through a lot in the last couple of years.
0: I I agree 100%. Um, I also think there are a lot of people out there when it comes to mental health, they just don't know, like, you know, there's myths out there. So what are some pervasive myths that you've seen out there, that maybe you could help this audience understand about mental health.
3: I love this question, so I, I want to jump in first. Um, okay. You know, as somebody, I have lived experience. I was a teenager who was in crisis, experiencing depression, and and really wanted to reach out for help, but I was terrified that if I reach out for help, or I even mentioned the word suicide to a crisis service, that the police would be at my door, that my parents would know what was going on. By the way, I'm queer in the South. Like, there's just so many things there that were like, not things that I wanted to, uh, that I didn't want to to happen just because I wanted help. Um, And so my biggest passion about telling people about Crisis Text Line is that we are here to help you no matter what your crisis is. And if you're thinking about suicide, we're going to talk to you about that. And we're not going to, you know, jump right to the conclusion that, oh, you mentioned suicide. That means we have to get somebody involved. We're going to really try to help you and safety plan and everything else before we, if if we have to get to that point. Um, so that's something that I'm really passionate about, about breaking that myth. Um, something else is that we're, we're free. Y'all really, okay. we're free. Like if this is not, uh, if, if you, are, are paying by the text message, then we're going to count like texting your friend, but otherwise we're completely free. Um, and we're not going to judge you. Like we're going to be there. We're going to talk to you. We're going to empower you. We're going to listen to what's going on in your life and oh give you some suggestions if you're stuck, but like, that's really what we're here for. We're not going to, you know, try to prescribe a plan to you or, um, make you talk about things you don't want to talk about.
0: Hey, Jana, can I ask you, how do you get involved?
3: um i came here uh because my my really close friend ashley womble was our communications director for a while um and when a position opened on our team to manage our partnerships in in the community space um that's really where i how i came in um but as soon as i heard about the mission and everything i was just like dang i wish this had started when i was a teenager i
0: love it and becca how'd you get involved
3: yes so uh,
2: my entire career has been in mental health, right. and specifically with Crisis Text Line. Interestingly, my sister was a volunteer uh, at Crisis Text Line, and that was the first time I heard about Crisis Text Line seven years ago. And the sibling competitiveness in me that I, was like, I, I better do this too. And then, similar to to now, they sort of understood the mission and the the growth possibilities. I, right. I was hooked and wanting to be part of something that was really pushing the entire mental health space forward that we as a society are changing, our needs are changing and wanting to be part of um, an organization that was meeting that, that demand.
0: Great. All right. So obviously, Courtney, I'm gonna ask you the same question, but I'm gonna add a little tail to your question. After you say how you got involved, how does this audience, if they want to get involved, as volunteers, what's the criteria for them to become a volunteer?
1: Yeah, thank you for that. So um, I got involved with Crisis Text Line after being in the um, addiction space and substance use space for about 13 years and really seeing the intersection um, and comorbidity of substance use and mental illness and just how untreated that is Um, and really developing a passion and advocacy for, um, you know, this, this, like, a discriminated population. Um, my sister has a serious mental illness and, um, she's a a survivor of, um, suicide attempts. And, uh, you know, I grew up with it and the, the family dysfunction for years. Um, and she's doing well today and, um, we have a great relationship and, um, she just got a new job this week. Like, I'm so proud of her. um, But, you know, we always talk about too, like, what, if there was somebody that she could have reached out to, we didn't have cell phones, not that I'm that old, but like we didn't have cell phones (laughs) when she was 14 and I was 11. And could she have reached out to talk to anybody that she was being bullied in school? Like nobody knew, right. That that was happening. Um, and, uh, you know, nobody knew that she was taking pills. Um, and, uh, so, um, I think that there's also there's hope and I like to share that too because I think there's just such um, disparaging numbers. Um, and that's what we see in the, the media. And sometimes that can be triggering for people too. Um, and it's important to know that there are treatments out there. Yes, um, Many of your friends and family and people that you know and love are also struggling with with anxiety and depression and these issues. It's normal, right? And like normalizing that. It's okay to get help. Um, and we're, you know, we're we're fighting like at Crisis, text line to make sure that that help is more accessible and affordable um, and quality. And um, and so I think that's another myth that I really want wanted to share. And, and how can people get involved at Notified? Um, we are always um, excited to have volunteers on our platform. They fill out an application and then there is a um, self-paced online training that they must like go that. through um it's about 30 hours but you take it at your own um right. pace and um you go through you know um A lot of the things that you also can use in your real life, like just amazing um, coping mechanisms and uh, coping skills, um, how to, um, you know, talk proactively to validate somebody and get them to problem solve. Um, You know, these are um, really good parenting skills for any parents out there as well. (laughs) Um, And uh, uh, there's also we have a um, a shift simulator so you can actually practice taking conversations before so it's really based on um it's based on actual conversations and topics that will come up um in your volunteering um and i should also share that 99 percent of our conversations are de-escalated and so wow. we're working with texters to really get to a good place, right, and develop those um, those skills so that they can manage whatever they're going through um, in that moment, and it doesn't result in a in a crisis situation. Mm-hmm. But that does happen sometimes. You can also donate um, twenty. And we'll make sure there's a
0: donate link in here for everyone as well.
1: Yes, thank you. Um, and you can pass this information on social media and share it loud and proud. Um, I also, um, I think sharing your own stories is really important. So that's the other thing that I would say that's another way to get involved.
0: All right. So I got one, two more questions for for the three of you. First question is in the workplace, right? Because I have people all over the world. um, What is something our colleagues can do to promote empathy and better support each other's mental health that they might not even know and it's simple that they can do?
2: I can jump in on this one. I think the one of the most impactful things that uh, we can do for each other in a workplace setting, really everywhere, but particularly in the workplace setting, is if somebody brings up a mental health issue, struggle that they're going through, to just really sort of be in that moment with them. Right. You don't need to play the role of a therapist. You don't need to know the answers. You don't need to know the solution, but just a simple, that sounds like you're going through a lot. How can I help? Or how can I help here at work? Um, and um, and then most organizations have some sort of benefit, EAP, things like right. that. So there's there's of course internal structures, but the um, that's a pretty critical first step in support. It takes that. a lot of courage to to say, Hey, I'm I, going through something really hard, and yep. so just being able to be there in that that moment without judgment is. Hugely impactful.
0: I like that. All right. So I
3: just want to add one more thing that that uh, I, I think what Becca mentioned is really important and is a great next step. And then also remember that you're a human and you need to take care of yourself as well when you're helping other people with their emotions. And one of the things that we always recommend at Crisis Text Line is to share them, share with them a resource. So that could be the EAP put the crisis text line in their cell phone, make sure it's on your emails and things like right. that, because you're gonna have to sleep at some point in time. And if they're up late thinking about this problem and, and they mm-hmm. don't know where else to turn, we don't okay. sleep. There's always somebody awake. So so make sure that they have crisis text line at seven four one seven four one again, because I know we said that earlier in the presentation, but that's also something really important to make sure that folks have resources because they might be sharing just the tip of the iceberg of what's going on with them
0: with uh, you. Uh, that's fantastic. All right, so I'm going to ask the three of you, do you have like one mental health tip? Like just in general, I mean, obviously they can call the number, right? And we want, I mean, text a number and we want people to do that if they, they need it, but just something to keep you healthier, I guess, mentally, just like a tip that the, each one of you use. And why don't we start with you, Becca?
2: Yes, this is easy for me. This is one that I practice uh, daily as well, but it's a, a grounding technique that is very helpful in sort of connecting your your mind to your physical body. And so it's a five, four, three, two, one countdown. So it's yeah. five things that you can see, four things that you can touch, three things that you can um smell oh here sorry right. <laughs> sorry and two things uh, you can smell and then one thing you connect to your taste and sometimes you might not have a taste in your mouth but it's something that you enjoy i'm and gonna so that's tr- I was i'm gonna,
0: gonna try that oh, okay, one. one all right courtney yeah. how about you
1: um for me um i do the uh sleep stories through calm with my kids at night. And um, it's, uh, they're always like really silly and not like traditional meditation, but it gives you a moment to, um, to just reflect and just to be. Um, so there's that. And then I will also say, um, for me, I'm such an extrovert and I um, really um, sometimes need a moment to um, watch like a funny video or just give myself something, whether it's like a music video or like an SNL skit, um, just to take that break during the day and laugh. I, we all need to laugh.
0: I think laughter is like one of the best medicines. Um, all right, Jana, and what's yours?
3: So this is definitely speaking just for myself. Sleep yep. is one of the most important things for me when it comes to to keeping uh, my mental health up um and that sometimes doesn't mean like actual sleep sometimes that means like laying on the couch peacefully and just taking the day um it's it's been an exercise i think i was grateful for the pandemic and that it made me have to say no to a lot of plans um and so coming out of the pandemic I'm, i'm trying to exercise more of that but um you know just just taking time for yourself and making sure that if that's something that that you uh found really helpful about the pandemic like i did then be sure to still honor that now that we're back in social settings.
0: Uh, and for me, it's exercising every day. It's just like the 60 minutes that is just the only thing in my life that's only about me. And that's what I like about it. So and I don't know if that's a great one, but that's just one that helps keeps me balanced and get me motivated for the day. And I have to do it at the beginning of the day. If you wait to the end of the day, life gets in the way. But at the beginning of the day, it's the only time that's yours. Crisis text line, it's amazing that you have won so many volunteers, but there's also a professional element to it as well. I suggest everyone watching, check out the organization, make a donation if you can, get involved if you can. I love that you said that when you go through the training, it also teaches you as well. So it's like a self-help as you go through the training as well. And who doesn't want to give back? It's one of the biggest joys in life. I I thank the three of you for everything you do and have an incredible day. And everyone, check out Crisis Text Line. Bye.